Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody and welcome to the Ash vs. Evil Dead after show here at AfterBuzz TV episode 7, Fire in the Hole. I am, uh, you know, we've got a, a, a small crew here tonight. Yes. Uh, I was out last week, but I'm back this week. Uh, and the everyone that was here last week is not here this week. But we uh, do have Lucretia joining us tonight. So guys, uh, if you have not done so already, please be sure to go over to iTunes. Hit subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review if you guys like. That lets our producers know that you like what we're doing here and lets us keep the lights on and keep bringing you more Ash vs. Evil Dead after show good and of course, if you are uh, over on iTunes, remember you can always watch on YouTube as well. And for everybody who is watching in the uh, live chat on YouTube right now, we are monitoring that as well as the hashtag on Twitter, ABTV Evil Dead. I'm Emma Fife. I will be stepping in for uh, Megan Salinas lead hosting this show tonight. You can follow me all over the internet wherever Emma Fife's are sold at Emma Fife. And as I mentioned previously, I'm joined by the lovely Lucretia Lyon this evening. Yes, and if you can spell my name right, it's L A C R E T I A L Y O N, and you can find me anywhere because there's only one. <laughs> I feel like actually we have a little bit in common with the with the name spelling thing, where it's uh, Emma is pretty self-explanatory, no. but like there's a lot of different ways you could spell Fife, and I happen <laughs> to be an F Y F F E, so it's like sixty percent Fs. It's a little extra F action than uh, than than some other ways of spelling it. Much like I, you know, yeah. lion could be with an I or the Y. <laughs> anyway, getting into the episode, uh, Lucretia, what were your thoughts, feelings, deeps, hopes, and dreams? Oh God, I just love the Ash and Amanda like little love fest. I that's know. really only in his head. It's the, true. Yeah, until the end. No, nope, it does <laughs> seem yeah. to be primarily in his head. But yeah, I I do really enjoy that dynamic. That's going on between them because I liked that Kelly very quickly it became apparent she was not gonna be the like Ash pseudo I mean, pseudo love interest yeah. you know what I mean like in the movies he always had like a kind of love interest and you you need to have that to get that sort of dynamic between Ash and like whatever lady <laughs> he's into but I'm glad that I'm glad that it wasn't Kelly, but I'm really enjoying what's going on with Amanda. And that kind of blindsided me a little bit, actually. Yeah, I was shocked at it, too, because I was glad that it wasn't Kelly, just because that just is gross. I yeah. mean, I love Bruce Campbell, but yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, with the girl that young, it just looks weird. Yeah, and totally. To me, she's much better as like a fighting partner. Absolutely. Because Kelly's a, a badass. She totally is. Yeah, Kelly's yeah. totally like Ash 2.0. I love it. Yeah, but Amanda just fits more in his line of damsel into dis distress than yeah. he loves. Yeah, it's, no, it's totally true because I mean, even though Amanda definitely is not yeah. A damsel in distress. I mean, she can totally handle she can herself, it, yeah. and uh, you know, and she definitely uh, 
kicked some butt uh, in that diner fight and in this episode too and you know got to sort of be the brains of the <laughs> Ash and Amanda operation which was going on underground while Kelly and Pablo were above ground yeah. um, but but yes I mean she certainly came into it in a more in a distressed manner where she was separate from the group for so long and and I mean when we had Jill Marie on the show you know she was mm-hmm. saying that when she was first reading these scripts everyone's like man this show is so great it's a comedy and she's mm. like I'm not in a comedy yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in a straight up drama um so yeah it, it it's nice to see her now getting to integrate with the group a, a little bit more and I, I'm really really enjoying the uh, the chemistry between she and Bruce Campbell. Yes, it's adorable and now she knows it is a comedy. And they're not just right? torturing her. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so so much better that way. So yeah, basically in this episode, uh, the plot is that they are on their way to the cabin, but all three of these newcomers have insisted on going along with Ash. So Amanda, Kelly, mm-hmm. and Pablo. And Ash decides that they're going to stop by this militia because he knows there's a militia because his friend Lem? Am yeah. I saying his name right? Yeah, Lem. I think, so. I think that's what it was, too. Uh, he... Uh, told him previously in the in the diner episode that he you know he he'd been sober for nine days uh, <laughs> yeah, and he had nine. exactly <laughs> and he'd also joined a militia so they're like all right well there's a militia in the woods somewhere near here so they're gonna go seek it out and take weapons from them now here's the thing so i was watching a little bit of the uh the like stars play bonus commentary and apparently Like, militias are a real thing in the woods in Michigan. Now, I have never been to Michigan. (laughs) It's one of very few states I have not been to. Did you know that militias like this were a real thing? Um, I knew in Idaho, so I assume, because, okay, uh, yeah, I'm from Texas, and I, they probably have them there in West Texas where there's nothing. Just like I know people that live in Idaho and talk about how, like, they have militias there, and it's just crazy white dudes with guns, just yeah. what you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bunch of crazy mm-hmm. conspiracy yeah. theorists with weapons. It's like Dale Gribble, like, but a bunch of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they're they're going to go to this militia and they're going to get weapons from them. I really liked the conversation yeah. that they had when they were first heading that way and Kelly mm. declared that she wanted a flamethrower yes. because she felt like her parents had been murdered and she'd been possessed. Mm. So, like, in terms of a math equation, that added up to she deserved a flamethrower. Yes, because she was adamant that she wanted that. And, yeah. and I'm so glad that she gets it because it's like, alright, I love that in Pablo's little discussion about defining his weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about that a little because yeah. I really enjoyed that, that conversation too where where, where uh, exactly Kelly was so adamant. Yeah. She's like, I want a flamethrower. <laughs> and Pablo, uh, he's like, well, What do you What do you think I am? Like, I had a gun mm-hmm. in the restaurant, <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. It felt a little small. <laughs> am I an X man? Now let me ask you, Lucretia, what would you be? Oh God, that's such a difficult question. I know. Like I know. You know. I do love, you know, a crossbow because mm-hmm. I, I love my arrow, love yep, my Daryl. Totally, I oh, think I can pull yeah. off the crossbow. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's a gr- and that's like a great yeah. weapon because it's not loud. That's a good one. I really like that one. I I'm personally <laughs> partial to a battle axe. Oh yeah, uh, which is really funny for me to say, being all decked out in my mm-hmm. elegant garb. I'm going to a party later, guys. I would love to say that I dressed up specifically for this after show, um, but I did not. <laughs> it's uh, it's Frank Sinatra's birthday uh, celebration tonight at a bar in Hollywood that does it every year, and it's really fun. And he would have been a hundred, so it's a big year. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm very partial to battle axes myself, uh, but. I 
I always said in the event of a zombie apocalypse, but I think in a Deadite Uprising, I'm sticking with Battle Axe. No. But in a in a zombie apocalypse, big maglite flashlight because you can see mm-hmm. and it also can serve as a bludgeoning weapon. Yeah. I'm just saying. Very practical. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there were basically kind of two plots going on, which was apparently um, some logistically worked out. So, basically, when they'd written this episode, they had initially planned to film more, like, underground in the sort of caverns Mm -hmm. with Amanda and Ash and Lem, but they found out that it was... It was very difficult to film underneath Mm, there. Surprise, surprise. Uh, So that sort of led to them focusing a little more on the Kelly and Pablo storyline and to the scene where Kelly, uh, you know, got the the assault rifle or whatever that that semi-automatic weapon was that she uh, happened upon. So, yeah, so basically a, a good chunk of the episode was actually about Kelly and Pablo dealing with the majority of the militia above ground while Amanda and Ash are locked underground. Mm. So let's talk about uh, Kelly and Pablo's storyline because it's a little <laughs> a little meatier there. So they so basically they get to the militia mm. and surprise surprise in the last episode it seemed like uh, Ash's dear friend was uh, gonna turn into a deadite and yep. he sure did. I, I loved uh, the description of how uh, he showed up as a deadite as well. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he came back and his eyes were all white and he was crazy mm, and stuff. Yeah. And Kelly's reaction <laughs> was amazing. Mm. Of course they were. Mm. Or of course he was. It was something along those lines. It was very funny. Um, and uh, and so they all kind of scatter in, in that moment. And uh, Pablo and Kelly make it out. And Ash and Amanda get locked underground. So Kelly and Pablo are above ground with the members of the militia. Uh, and they are... Uh, and they sort of lure them into where they want them. I I thought that was a cool scene to see that kind of teamwork between Kelly and Pablo. Yeah, because it's really showing Pablo is actually way more useful than initially thought. I mean, in the first few episodes, you're thinking Pablo is just like some dumb sidekick that, like, what does he do? Yeah. But then once he makes the hand and, like, this episode, they're like planning and they actually successfully you know complete this mission and take the weapons and she gets her flamethrower yeah (laughs) and it was just really impressive to see like the evolution of pablo (laughs) yeah no it's it's very true because i mean he definitely starts Mm. out as and not and i mean he's a very Mm. strong interesting character and i mean he contributes in his own way but it's really nice to see him like come into his own and and be like helpful in combat as a sort of sort of an accessory to strategy yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's the exact right way to put it but yeah I really really uh, enjoy it um, and uh, yeah and I loved that he helped Kelly like lure the guy out and I mean ultimately there there were two of them there and so he ended up with a gun on his head too and the two of them were you know chained into the uh, or, or handcuffed in one way or another to the pickup truck uh, but that scene in the pickup truck ended yeah. up being awesome. Because, um, you know, Kelly is is uh, sort of handcuffed to the back, and mm. one of the um, the guys shows up, the militia guys shows up, and, of course, it, we, we've established at the beginning of the episode that more and more of them are kind of showing up as deadites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Kelly is, you know, chained to the back of this truck, and this deadite is coming after her, and... Pablo 
manages to drive the truck. Yeah, yeah exactly. What did you yeah. think of that uh, that whole scene where uh, where Pablo's uh, mad driving skills, if you will? Yes, I thought it was adorable, and it just—I mean—it was at least realistic. It's like his yeah. hands are tied. What else can he do other than drive the truck? Yeah, I mean, so it really made a lot of sense, and it just showed like Pablo you know can do things yeah he, he can fight back and he can save his lady even though yeah. kelly obviously doesn't usually need saving yeah no she doesn't but mm-hmm. you know it's you want i think that pablo mm-hmm. very much wants to be her equal like mm-hmm. i don't think he has any fantasies of her being a damsel in distress no. and her coming to in him coming to her rescue if he ever did i feel like those dreams are dead yeah because <laughs> la- the last episode where she's beaten <laughs> that night with the meat uh, uh, oh, tenderizer, the meat tenderizer after oh. she cut her face it's like yeah i don't think he had those thoughts certainly not after that yeah but, no yeah. no kelly can uh, kelly can yeah. definitely hold her own and i loved pablo's reaction at the end of that after they like squished the yeah. deadite up against the tree and he's like huh yeah Maybe I'm a pickup truck kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Now, when uh, when he went to get the gas mask oh, off of the deadite, did you anticipate that he was not actually all the way dead? Uh, yes. <laughs> anytime you get anywhere near in any show where it's deadite, zombie, something, anybody who's supposedly dead and you have to take something off them, they're not dead. Yeah, no. Yeah, that... I, I feel like in every single episode of this show I I like jump at least like have a legit <laughs> like startle jump scare and th- and even though I knew yeah. I knew that this deadite was not dead I still totally jumped when it happened uh, and then and that was when Kelly got the uh, the assault rifle <laughs> that she uh, started to shoot at the deadite but also sort of at Pablo <laughs> oh there we go I was like the the live chat was I was like there's a bunch of people watching but I'm not really seeing the uh, the chat. There it is, awesome, wonderful, yeah, great. Like, uh, Bill uh, Paul. Little? Yeah, Bill Polyhan. <laughs> uh, yeah, he um, compares definitely Kelly to Jessica Jones. Female characters taking care of themselves. It's I like that. So yeah. so true. No, I actually was thinking because I'm also on the Jessica Jones after show as. Uh, Many of mm-hmm. you watching know because uh, you also watch that show. Um, I I was noticing tonight when I was yeah. watching Ash vs Evil Dead. I was like, man, it's a lot of like kick ass ladies yeah. in leather jackets. <laughs> like they all like Lucy Amanda Lola, wears yeah. a leather jacket and Ruby wears a leather jacket and uh, and Kelly wears a leather jacket. Uh, big reveal with Ruby, by yeah. the way, not dead. Yeah, and literally a big reveal. We saw her boobs. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a reveal in more ways yes. than one. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, um, but she like rose up at. First of all, yeah. that, it, that there explosion. was that. Icon- well, there was the iconic moment of her hand sticking up through the ground. Uh, very, uh, very classic uh, yes. Evil Dead shot right there. Uh, and then, yeah, she rose out of the ashes. And I mean, she's all covered in ashes, which leads me to wonder, like. Did she get... Because it when in the last episode, at the very beginning, mm. we saw the deadite, like, the or demon, whatever it was, that mm. was on fire, like, drag her into the flames with yeah. it, there weren't any remains of her. So it seemed to me in that moment... First of all, I never for a second thought she was going to be gone forever. Yeah, me neither. I was like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, mm. but when they went into the flame, it seemed to me 
like they like disappeared like they went into another dimension or yeah. something because there's obviously like a demon dimension mm. that they get summoned from um, so i wonder if like she got dragged into there or what went on with her do you have any speculations on the matter yeah i i would have thought because yeah i mean it's clearly a pit of fire and um the fire pit was from a brujo you know and that right. li- so i mean obviously there was some mystical element yeah to totally it. So that's why i think that maybe she went to the demon dimension yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm very curious to uh to get a little bit more on that story because she's a very mysterious character and at this point we're led to believe that she is Annie's sister from um uh Evil yes. Dead 2. Mm-hmm. But can we 100% trust what she says? I don't know. Yeah, cuz I know that um you know, the deadite that brings her into um, the fire said, you know, you double-crossed us. So, yeah. obviously, there's something else there with her and, like, the demons and deadites. And, right. And, yeah, she's obviously hiding something because that wasn't the only one. I'm trying to think it was a movie a few weeks ago. There was also another yeah. deadite confrontation with her. Yeah, the, there's definitely yeah. some sort of connection there so uh, without getting too much into predictions i'm definitely definitely uh super duper interested in uh in where her story goes uh so uh, this is something that i just noticed in the chat uh from uh alistair allen uh writing a kick-ass female character is great but when they destroy one of them by having her respond to Ash that in a way that's very mm-hmm, anti-feminist. Mm-hmm. I want to address that. Yeah. Um, just because most of the responses that mm-hmm. Ash is getting from Amanda are in his head. Yeah, they're only in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not... Like, he's he's making up this romance between himself and Amanda. And actually something that that, uh, that Lucretia and I were talking about before we started the show was one of the things that, that we really... It's really interesting, I yeah. think, about Ash as a character, is that he is this totally... I I don't even want to use the word misogynistic, because I don't think he hates women, but he's no. certainly chauvinistic. I feel yeah. like chauvinistic more implies, like, he thinks he's God's gift he to women, women yeah. um, more, more than he doesn't respect women. Uh, it's certainly, he's learning respect for women uh, <laughs> through through Kelly and, and now Amanda as well. But I, uh, I feel like it's really interesting because, again, like he has these very ridiculous lines that he says to women. And as, as Amanda says to him, like, oh, you, can, you just can never turn it off. Yeah. Um, but I think that <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. Yeah. I think that because Ash is so dumb, <laughs> like, you know that he like he's, he just doesn't. He legitimately doesn't know any better. And and not in a like you're making an excuse for him, like, oh, he doesn't know any better. Like he like he really comes across as in that department, to me anyway, as a woman, harmless. Yeah, and I think that is the thing. It's like he's a an older gentleman. Love you, Bruce, but mm-hmm. no. Um, and with most of these women, they really just sort of see him as their cheesy dad. Yeah, I think. So that's it's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, he's like their cheesy dad yeah, or like, like their mm, weird uncle. Yeah. Like, again, makes weird comments, but yeah. is ultimately harmless. I I think. Yeah, anyway. I don't th- see Ash as like a predator or anything. No. I think he, he's just that's who he is. Well, because, it's, because yeah. it's something that the show does really, really yeah. well, which is it, you know, it dances 
that line with the with the like really campy cheesy comedy comedy we yeah. love so much yeah. yeah and that makes it evil dead yeah mm-hmm. i yeah i totally totally agree so uh yeah i didn't i was not off put by uh i as i said at the top of the show i actually am really kind of enjoying the the interaction between uh, yeah. amanda and Ash be her responses real or imagined by him. Yeah. Uh, in, in this episode, I think it was ambiguous. In the last episode, it was very clear that it, it, certainly her very yeah. overtly sexual responses were, in fact, in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they they had a good uh, they had a good team up in this episode when they were in that underground uh, cavern fighting against mm. his uh, old comrade mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and I think that, you know, again, Ash is definitely not the brains of this operation. No, that's the thing is Ash has many great qualities, including <laughs> that uh, cheesy, you know, way of talking and, you know, his little catchphrases are adorable. But, yeah, the brains, he is not. Yeah. I, I think it's Pablo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's actually <laughs> yeah. really interesting. I mean, Kelly, too, I mean, yeah, she obviously, obviously is. but yeah. And Pablo is certainly the, like, emotional mm-hmm. intelligence of the group, I think. And, uh, and yeah, so, so basically... Uh, Ash and Amanda are locked underground, and uh, it's really funny when he's talking about his previous relationship mm-hmm. with uh, with the you know guy who's now a deadite, and he's like, "Yeah, I uh, um, uh, <laughs> I used to be friends with." Oh, and and he was accusing yeah. Ash of never going out drinking with him yeah, because you said yeah. I was a bad drunk and I was into the firewater, and Ash is like, "I." I hung out with him before I knew he was racist. So, like, uh, yeah. Again, like there, there is this sort of innate goodness to Ash that he's not aware of. Yeah, and it's so funny because, like, you know, it's good that you pointed out that line, and then the fact that they go to the militia because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Ash is the only one that's gonna fit in in this militia. This is so the true. The rest of you, it's like a, a black female cop, a Jewish girl, and a little Hispanic boy. I know. I'm like, really, you were just pulling him in the death trap. Yeah, that you're you're 100 yeah. correct. Yeah, no, I actually was sort yeah. of. Uh, Surprise! I mean, first they were suspicious of Amanda immediately because yeah. one of them had seen her working previously as a cop. But yeah, because they don't like cops. Either. Yeah, no, of course not. No. Uh, but yeah, I was I was uh, surprised that yeah. uh, <laughs> that they all made it in there as far as they uh, did because, as yeah. you say, not to, <laughs> don't really fit in with a bunch of uh, white rednecks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I, I think that. Um, in the the scenes where they're underground, you know, you, you see sort of the parallel. They talk about the fire water, and then mm. he tries to literally set them on fire <laughs> with the kerosene, uh, and they uh, they run away, and uh, and then uh, Amanda's the one who comes up with the plan to kind of draw him back to attack them again so that they can ultimately destroy him. It's, it's really interesting because, mm. you know, you're dealing with four very strong-willed, strong-minded, resourceful characters. So while uh, Pablo mm-hmm. and Kelly are trying to rescue Amanda and Ash, mm-hmm. Amanda and Ash are also trying to get out to rescue Pablo and Kelly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they they lure him in mm-hmm. there, and then they uh, they have that fight where uh, <laughs> where he tries to set them on fire, and ultimately they just don't set anything on fire. And uh, and Amanda actually is the one that gets to. Uh, 
deal the final blow with the yeah. uh, with the pickaxe, which was great because you can't have an episode of Ash versus Evil Dead without like a skull getting smashed. Yeah, or just blood everywhere, like mm-hmm. it was with Pablo, and then that scene. It's like you know we have to have the gratuitous gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that actually was one of the things that, 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 you know, they were talking about in this little commentary that I was watching afterwards was that, you know, once they had sort of developed that they were going to do this scene, more scenes with Kelly and Pablo mm-hmm. and the other members of the militia above ground, was that that's when that scene where, where Kelly, mm-hmm. you know, discovers her gun and shoots up mm-hmm, the deadite yeah. um, comes from. So she, uh, so that was kind of another moment for them to add Mm. that gratuitous violence which is super weird but it's like part of the comedy yeah it's classic evil dead yeah i mean we want gratuitous violence i mean ridiculous i mean yeah yeah dave g says not all militias are racist i don't doubt that no as i as i say i didn't i didn't really know they were a real thing until today i'm from connecticut originally you guys it's a small state (laughs) mostly made up of small suburban towns so uh yeah uh what did you have any uh favorite moments in the episode favorite lines that you want on a t-shirt i know like ash has so many but i'm trying to think i actually really liked kelly in this episode over the flamethrower and i was so glad she got it at the end yeah just like "Ah." at the very (laughs) end having a good time with her flamethrower she's really enjoying this and that's why pablo even pointed it out he's like you want there to be more because you're enjoying yeah, yes you he did yeah he did uh he did say that to her uh well in the last episode yeah. in particular you know he pointed yeah. it out and and i think and i think that there is a little part of kelly that as there is a little part of ash yeah. on some level that enjoys that this that's very much why she is the spiritual successor to ash uh alistair allen says uh nice try hillary (laughs) was the best line of the night that was pretty funny yeah that one was good it was pretty good Uh, i also really enjoyed uh when kelly got the uh Mm -hmm. assault rifle and uh and was shooting and pablo was like don't shoot me and she was like this gun is uh uh uh, I'm not. Wait, wait. I'm trying to remember yeah. the way she phrased it. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh, th- it was. Uh, it was. I'm not dangerous. It's the gun. The yeah, gun is dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> it's not me. It's the gun. <laughs> and someone said that. Ow, my brain. You weren't using it anyway. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good one too. Good old, uh, yes, Renji. I really, uh, really enjoy with uh, that one. Uh, de- yeah, de- Kelly definitely drank mm-hmm. the uh, I want to kill Deadites Kool-Aid. I totally, totally agree with that. And I think that some of that comes from, you know, I, I, the, the parallels between she and Ash as characters. Yeah. Because both of them kind of had, they weren't kind of going anywhere. You know, yeah. what I, you know what I mean? Like, if, even if we look at Ash at the beginning of the Evil Dead franchise, he's just like a college kid. He works at S-Mart. He works at S-Mart. Yeah. And that's like, he doesn't really have any aspirations. No. And, and you know, in Kelly's case, she, you know, she was dealing with her, her mother's death. So she already was in, like, a shitty place. And she was also working at not S-Mart. Yeah. Uh, value stop, because yeah. we can't 
have S Mart. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and realistically, S Mart could have been bought out by another corporation. Yeah, so that's I, what I, we go with. I totally buy it. Um, but uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was. Uh, but you definitely see that, like, you have these two characters who are sort of at a stalemate in their lives, and so being involved in this struggle with the Deadites definitely like. Gives them gives gives them terrible purpose, gives, yeah. them, gives them some yeah. purpose yeah um, absolutely absolutely and I really see that and I think that's why it's good that they you know <laughs> have done the romance with like Amanda because yeah with Ash and Kelly they are like the same yeah it's almost just giving Ash an equal and not like a romantic partner yeah mm-hmm. abs- absolutely I mean they you know except for the one moment yeah. at like the end of episode one mm-hmm. where you know. He like took her belt to yeah. help him in in the fight when uh, the dead ice first showed up. But yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it it's really interesting to see the sort of dynamic between all of the characters. And I and I really liked you know because you know Pablo had come into the episode going oh mm-hmm. you know I had a gun and the gun felt kind of small, mm-hmm. but at the end he's like kind of embraced the gun, yeah. which I really liked. <laughs> and that final scene. Of the three of them, the you know the three yeah. other members of the wolf pack, uh, so Kelly and Amanda and Pablo yeah. with their weapons, like ready to kick ass, and they looked so cool. It was and amazing. Then, and then Ash ditched just them. disappeared. Yeah, disappeared. Yeah, I think he had every intention of doing it. On oh, his I own. completely, like, mm. completely agree. Well, I mean, because the thing is, is you know, Ash is coming from a place of, I, you know, he's lost everyone he's ever cared about when they've gone to the yeah, cabin with exactly. him. So, so he doesn't want them to die. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and I think that by, you know, taking them to the militia wasn't really his way of preparing them to go to the cabin. It was more his way of uh, appeasing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It was a diversion until he could straight up ditch them. You know? So... Yeah, Kelly and Ash, it's kind of like Mal and Zoe from yeah, Firefly. That's yeah, that's a like, really good really good point, yeah, uh, Billy. I'm a big Firefly fan. Yeah, totally. That's why I do the castle show. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. Good old Nathan Fillion. Yeah. See, so, Nathan is like a younger Bruce Campbell. Kind of, yeah. They're yeah, very similar. Yeah, both, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek sense of yeah. humor. Don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, very it's, cheesy slapstick. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely mm. a, a a good thing, and it's uh, been interesting to see how how all of these characters in this mm-hmm. show have kind of affected Ash, and I mm. think that because he has formed these bonds mm-hmm. with Pablo and Kelly in particular, and now starting to like become kind of pals with Amanda, and seems to yeah. like have a little crush on her, <laughs> innocent <laughs> as as much as Ash can. Yeah. Um, I think that. They are, it, it's, uh, that's part of the reason he left them behind. I know, he wants to protect Because he cares. Yeah. Ash does have a heart. He does. <laughs> he does. It's somewhere deep down inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, Renji. Ash dished them to save them. Mm. Yep. Ash has feelings for the group. Everyone in the chat is in total agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then the, uh, the last shot mm-hmm. of the episode, we just see... The hand oh, yeah. scurrying across the ground at the cabin towards the cabin. Yeah, 
I love that. That was just oh. so perfect, cheesy. Like, oh my gosh, ending. it was amazing. Um, the manic asks, uh, I, it, it, do you think that's the exact same cabin from the original movies? I don't uh only because the cabin in the original movie they actually did film in the woods in michigan and this show um films in new zealand but i'm sure that it is an exact replica exterior and the interior is probably in a soundstage (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see oh i wonder the writers felt oh i wonder if the writers this alistair allen says i wonder if the writers felt they needed extra motivation for ash leaving the rest of the group by adding the romance bit doesn't feel it was necessary he already cared enough about the others um yeah as i as i say alistair i don't i don't see it as an actual romance i just see it as they made amanda the uh the target of uh (laughs) of ash's uh uh, advances. <laughs> yeah, he had to have one that didn't immediately turn into a deadite. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> yeah, and Cameron Holland says, I do like that mm-hmm. Ash is, uh, that if Ash is winning Amanda over, it seems to be with his actions, not his cheesy lines. I totally agree. Because um, oh. I think that, you know, part of the reason at the end of the episode they had that moment where it's like, did they really almost kiss or was that in Ash's mind? Yeah. It was ambiguous. But, but it came out of the two of them cooperating to defeat their enemy. Yeah. And not out of Ash being like, hey, hey baby. <laughs> Catch on the flip-flop. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, oh, and Dave G says that the uh, the real cabin from the movie was knocked down, which I don't doubt, because it was probably condemned when they filmed in there. Yeah. They uh, did not uh, particularly have a lot of money when they were making that first yeah, movie. Yeah, the first so one, I'm sure they got a cabin that uh, someone just was like, sure, you can use this cabin, and didn't cost them anything to... Uh, actually rent the uh location and yes alistair allen i think you should go with the the dream theory yeah. if it makes it more bearable for you because this is an awesome show and amanda's an awesome character and i, and I understand where you're coming from yeah. with feeling like she was undermined in this episode but um i i, I think that's a completely valid point but mm. i just think that uh you know it's it's about keeping that evil dead uh, alive that yes. evil dead spirit alive and they they haven't crossed a line yet as far as i'm concerned and i i don't think they will because i think that the show is in extremely extremely good hands but uh yeah any uh any final uh thoughts any final scenes that you want to talk about before we uh dive into some predictions because they're gonna be mm-hmm. pretty they're gonna be pretty heavy for this episode oh yeah i think yeah. All right, let's everything. do it. Let's let's predict the future. And now, mm-hmm. your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay. <laughs> so, in the next episode, they're going to the cabin. Yeah. Which I have been waiting for. I said it in episode one. I was like, all I want is for them to go to the cabin. And I am so excited. And I will tell you why. Because the story of what went down at the cabin has been retold so many times. So I basically cannot wait to see how they retell it. Yeah, because what will be like the fourth time? Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. you got one, two, and then the remake, and now this will be the fourth story at the same cabin. Yep, exactly. What's going to happen? Exactly. Well, and and I I don't know, uh, Lucretia, if you're familiar with uh, Evil Dead the musical. Oh, yes. uh, Which, to me, is kind of the best version of the cabin story so if you guys um aren't familiar uh with the evil dead musical and i and i think that based on some of the footage that we saw 
in the very first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, where he was sort of recapping what had gone on in his life previously, it sort of suggested that this might be the case. Um, so, because we saw in in Ash's little flashback, mm. we saw Scotty and we saw Cheryl and we mm. saw Linda. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they'll they'll sort of retell it ag- again, again. Um, in a way that was like Ash versus Evil Dead, where they kind of com- they combine. Uh, it, or in Evil Dead the musical rather where they combine the first Evil Dead movie and the second Evil Dead into one musical spectacular it's great you know yeah I mean how else could you do it and uh, I think that uh, there better be some singing and dancing in that cabin oh yeah mm-hmm. totally I mean I feel like singing and dancing no. is not necessarily out of place uh, in a in a Sam Raimi show because no. they certainly had musical episodes of Xena and Hercules and they were amazing <laughs> um, yeah. I would love a musical episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead but yeah I mean it, it, and so that I really like the way that they told the story of what happened in the cabin in Evil Dead the musical and one of the things that Evil Dead the musical does in, in quite honestly in tone the show is kind of like Evil Dead the Musical because Evil Dead the Musical embraced the really campy cheesiness yeah. of Army of Darkness because it was already out at that point. And in fact, in the original ending of the musical, the finale was an homage to yeah. Army of Darkness where he traveled back in time. But then once it went off Broadway, they're like, somebody else owns the rights to Army of Darkness. Uh, mm. So we can't do that anymore. We got to do a different ending. But um, but yeah, so that, you know, it, it it took what was really good about the first Evil Dead film and they treated it in a in a sincerely campy comedic way because the first movie is unintentionally yeah. funny. And then that's why the second one was basically like we're going to take the first movie mm-hmm. and just camp it up. Like like imagine if we compared Batman the TV show the original and put it in the Evil Dead, what would it look like, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But, yeah, like, and I think, like, you know, remember in Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. well, Sam Raimi's version, when um, Peter Parker gets uh, the symbiote and he just, like, dances and just something ridiculous like that? If they don't want any singing, we could do that. Like, I can I'm handle thinking, that, yeah. Yeah, like the hand or, sir, I mean, yeah. I want to see. No, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, something, yeah. I was going to say we're overdue for, like, a nice something slapstick ridiculous. kind of battle. Yeah. We haven't really had anything since the scene with the dolls in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think that would be uh, a lot of fun to see. Uh, I would love to see the evil Kandarian demon moose that they have yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in the Evil Dead musical, which is really great. Um, let's see. There's uh, in the chat, uh, a lot of people think Amanda will die. Yeah, I would think out of all the characters to kill, I think it she would is. Be her, I do yeah. think that she is the most likely to die. I don't know how we're all gonna survive the cabin Mm -hmm. you know it would be very you can't go to the cabin without someone dying i know i know i don't want her to though i don't want anybody to die uh yeah uh yeah that's the the biggest uh prediction in there oh yeah and then Mm. uh they oh and during comic-con dave g points out they're Mm. uh, talking about possibly having mia on the show from the remake of evil dead uh, which I I would definitely like to see her, and I think that if we're going to see her, uh, the cat the cabin's gonna be the place for it. 
Uh, well, I would love for Cassie to Piva since I do the soap shows. Um, oh, nice. As well, I want to see Cassie to Piva I know her character died in Evil Dead too. But, <laughs> you know, she would love to do it again. I bet. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Just throw in like the old like in actors from the original, and you know, if they're still acting to this day, just throw them in a different role as a as a little throwback. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh Ruby turn up at yeah. the cabin as well and see sort of more what her whole connection to this is. Yeah, to possibly is. Annie, I don't know. Yeah. Lying. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Uh any uh final thoughts before we uh start to wrap things up here? I think that's it. All right, fantastic. Uh well, my final thought is uh, I really enjoyed uh, the moment when uh, uh, Amanda asked Ash if she thought uh, there was any other way, any other entrance exit to the like cavern underground locker that they had been locked in. And he said, no, but I'm going to say yes, just to keep hope alive. And so that's, that's me keeping hope alive that everybody's going to survive this excursion to the cabin, even though I don't really think that that is true there's uh, no way yeah i don't think so uh lucretia thanks yeah. for uh for hopping in here today it was great uh chatting with you about uh, the show i know it was great to where be back. can uh, where can people find you on the internet and uh keep up with everything that's going on with you well yeah you can find me um at l-a-c-r-e-t-i-a-l-y-o-n uh, that's on twitter instagram whatever and then uh, every sundays at 5 30 uh, i'm on the gh report awesome <laughs> And I am Emma Fife. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. That is all Fs, as in Frank, no S's, as in Snake. Uh, they tend to sound the same on the phone or when you say them into a microphone that is then transmitted uh, sound into one's ears. Uh, you can see me on a bunch of shows here <laughs> at AfterBuzzTV.com. Uh, I, a lot of them are on uh, hiatus right yeah. now for a little while. We're all just kind of coming to an end but uh the jessica jones after show guys be sure to tune in tomorrow for those of you that watch uh jessica jones uh we have uh will Traval, uh, aka will simpson aka mm -hmm. spoilers in the studio tomorrow to uh talk about episodes uh, 11 and 12 of jessica jones and i'm so excited uh yeah and again guys just mm -hmm. follow me on twitter i tweet about it i tweet a lot <laughs> i really do and so you'll always know what's going on in my life uh if you follow me there and uh we will be back next Next week, guys, same time, same place to talk about more Ash vs. Evil Dead, and we will see you guys then. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Catch, Catch on, on the flip-flop. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.